This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The College Football Experience Air Force Falcons 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. I can I we are here. This is officially college football season. You might be just tuning in for the first time. Maybe you never heard of us and you're saying, who is this idiot yelling at, at me? Well, my name is Colby swinging database debt, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) You're going to pay for it. That's what Troy Calhoun is saying because... Patty C. I mean, look, I know I got to introduce you, but this Falcon team only what? I feel like uh, 15 points away from being an undefeated football team a, a season ago. I think that's if my math is correct, which is always a little questionable. All right. But we're talking Air Force Falcon football. And uh, look, I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling a dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, did we get your music going. We got your Tecmo Super Bowl music going. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. Let's talk about the Air Force Falcons. Winners, in my opinion, of the 1958 National Championship and 1985 because they had the same record as the as the national champs in 1985, and they played a similar opponent. Air Force beat them by more. And I'm talking about the Texas Longhorns. That is a national championship in my mind, buddy. And uh, look, I mean, Bill Parcells, Ben Martin, Fisher to Barry. You can go on and on and on about the legendary coaches. And I think Troy Calhoun is one of them. He's 121 and 78 at Air Force. And uh, look, coming off a nine and three season, 15 points away from being undefeated. I, 15 I, points away. From I got to double check that math because I thought it was even less than that. No. Oh no, you're right. Fifteen See? points. Fifteen See? points. Oh, look at these. You should always. You should always double check my yeah. math, though. And this yeah. guy, uh, look, it's an honor to have this guy on. If you if you listen to us in years past, uh, you know, I feel like the past two to three years, he's been on all of our Air Force previews, and he gave us some valuable intel a year ago on certain players. Uh, uh, I mean, I just want to say John Lee Eldridge was one that uh, I didn't know about that. He, he really put, put me onto. And then he's also accurately called the season on the over for the Falcons the past couple of years. And look, this guy uh, runs a page. Well, several, several pages as far regarding to air force football. Um, Let me just make sure I, I, I don't mess this up. He runs the he contributes to the History Falcon page on Twitter at History Falcon. Also, the history of Air Force uh, basketball, I believe, uh, as well as 
the uh, I mean, just about ten pages. The Facebook page for Air Force football. I mean, there's so much here that it's like it's like reading a you know an Air Force captain's resume here. So uh, give it up for Rick Baum, though. How you doing, brother? Hey guys, it's uh, good to be on again this year. Uh, uh, we did have those nine regular season wins. We uh, finished double digits uh, after we beat Baylor, and it's great to be on here. This is uh, you know this is where uh, the uh, Rubber meets the road. <laughs> there we go. And I have a lot of questions uh, coming into this season. And uh, look, he's got the Air Force Falcon jersey. Yeah, I on. got the number number seven for Trey Taylor. By the way. Oh, there, there we go. Trey Taylor, fantastic defensive back. He's even wearing the Denver Nuggets cap. Uh, you know, as he's got the Air Force flag. Folks, you can watch this on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/the College Experience. We're gonna talk all about it. But first, I got to get us paid. I want to tell you that the uh, the Air Force Falcons uh, 2023 season preview on the College Experience is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, uh, look, Edge Boost is the world's f- first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to uh, two uh, twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable. Patty C, if say you know you don't want the Maybe you're you're betting on some Air Force Falcons games, and you know maybe you want to make a larger bet. You know they're gonna beat this team, uh, but you know what? The wife saying, "Hey, what is this transaction?" Well, you know, quarterback sneak, quarterback oh. sneak. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. I'll just say that. All right, you can get down on your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. You can double down on your favorite bet. You can middle. You can hedge. Even though I don't advise hedging because we don't do that here. Uh, edge boost isn't some sneaky or some sneaky or sleazy loan shark that is going to be you know sitting there. Uh, waiting for you to come home with with a pipe, a lead pipe in the ballroom, ready to break your break your kneecaps. All right, this is they don't charge any interest. All right, and that's that's what's always hilarious is people are like, well, uh, you're the le- they're legalizing gambling, it's it's dangerous, and I'm like, well, before you you end up with a, a broken kneecap, right. you show up to work or you show up to your wife, ah, yeah, honey, I slipped on the ice. Right. No. No, this is a lot safer, zero percent interest, and you you don't have to worry about your future. Uh, so support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge. You must be 21 years or older to use. Problem with gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we are back on the college football experience, talking Air Force Falcon football. Uh, and Rick, you know, I have notes here. I, I I've been doing my homework and I believe it or not over the past week, I've watched every air force game from a season ago. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it was well, well documented. I actually saw you, uh, uh, between naps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, all week I've been number crunching, but the first question I have has nothing to do with me watching film. I am a huge fan of the triple option. I believe it's, you know, shout out to our departed friend, uh, our, our Mike Leach, who designed the air raid. People don't know this. People just think, Hey, the air raid, everyone should be doing the air raid these days, right? Which you see all throughout the NFL, high school, college air raid everywhere. And that's the genius of Mike Leach. May he rest in peace, friend of the program. But he designed that offense after the triple option offense. Yes. People don't know that that Mike Leach was so fond of the triple option offense. He says, there's gotta be a way for us to do this in the air to do this without uh, yeah. to do this with crappy offense alignment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so people don't realize that, but yet, uh, so, and, and if you ask coach Leach, which I have, he, he would tell you the greatest offense of all time is the triple option offense. And then he would probably follow it up with the air raid. But uh, these NCAA rules, you know, these, I don't know who is in charge of this nonsense and, and shout out to legendary uh, coach Paul Johnson. Cause I know he's been fighting the good fight on behalf of triple option offense. Uh, and you know, for some reason they're ignoring him. And I think he brings up a great point on the, on the fact that isn't a chop block or a cut block. I'm sorry. The same as when we tackle a player, because when you tackle a player, you're going low, they teach you to go low now. Right. <laughs> right. And I am so confused. I, I, it really, I just think it's a propaganda machine. Not allowed machine. to go low on yeah. offense. Not allowed to go yeah. high on defense. I, I'm so confused <laughs> in what they're turning football into. But yeah. Jeff Munkin, the head coach of Army, has the, you know these rule changes that were put in effect back in in April. So he's uh, going to the shotgun offense at, at Army. A shotgun option, kind of what Grayson McCall does and uh, Jamie Chadwell did at, at Coastal Carolina. 
all this has me incredibly furious. Like the fact that they're doing these rule changes, which I think are just ridiculous. I don't, I don't believe they're accurate. Uh, I don't believe they have yet to show any facts saying that that's more dangerous. They are just doing this in my opinion for TV ratings. And this is having TV execs in charge because these games go super fast. They go super fast. (laughs) So, uh, you know, when you're running the ball nonstop, um, I'm curious though, Troy Calhoun, I I know, I know he hasn't said anything publicly about this, but are we going to see a different style offense, much like army, which has been well-documented with, with, you know, all these rule changes, Rick. Well, you know, it's funny. You should mention that. Um, I, I would imagine that overall air force football is going to remain the same. Our target zone for blocking of course has changed again, second year in a row. Um, and you, you know, I, I did see, I did see a little shotgun in the, uh, in the spring, uh, game. So yeah, that's definitely on the table. Look, mm, mm, I love mm. Troy Calhoun, and I, maybe I would have to go to shotgun. I just if, puked in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bit. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was like, I love Troy, Troy Calhoun, and they're setting this up so he probably has to do this. But to quote the great Jim Moore, I I think I just vomited in the stands watching uh <laughs> watching. I mean, I, why why do they have to do this? It just bothers me. It's it, it. Can we just play football? What's going on here? What's going on in our society? I, I look, I, I still think Troy Calhoun will figure it out, but it, it just drives me crazy as a guy that's watched football his whole life it, it, to see this happening to the game is, is absolutely crazy to me. Um, now the question will be, can, can Troy Calhoun and Jeff Munkin and everyone else that that's, that's doing this, are they going to be able to find uh, to win with this? Because this is a pretty big unknown. We, we, you know, every year we, we go you know, uh, Rick was on the show the past three years, going taking Air Force over, and he's been hitting on this. Yeah. And they, they look, the, what is he? Uh, Calhoun's nineteen and six in the past two years, and w- you know, w- we just touched on it. They were close to being undefeated. I mean, we were watching John Lee Eldridge film, getting to the outside and having those blocks yeah. is such a huge part of that offense that opens up the middle for him. It, it it it's it it's really concerning to me. Well, and it leaves us from from the gambler standpoint, or or forecasting how well Air Force will be this year. It's a it's a big enigma. It's a big yeah. unknown. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Let's 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 dive into it because I I, I want to talk about first off the Air Force Falcons four double digit wins in the past decade, four double digit win seasons in the past decade, and uh, Power Five wins the uh, twice against the Colorado Buffaloes. I think Air Force is saying, "Hey, we are the best football program in the state of Colorado. We coming, all right." Um, then you have they beat the Baylor Bears in the bowl game. They beat Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals. You're at your ACC, Petty C. <laughs> Washington State and Mike Leach. They did upset them in a bowl game. BYU. They've beaten several times. Uh, you know, since, actually since 1990, they've beaten Georgia Tech, Houston, Utah, Notre Dame twice. TCU a bunch of times, Washington a bunch of times, Northwestern, Cal, Wake Forest, Mississippi State, and Ohio State. In fact, they have a winning record all time against Ohio State. That's the they say the Ohio State. I would argue it's the Air Force Falcons, Patty C. There it is. Um, so uh look, the Air, last year's Air Force offense, sixty-eighth in the nation. The rushing offense first in the nation, the passing offense 130th. I know when we were doing our notes, Patty C said they had the worst passing offense. No, they didn't. There was 131 teams last year. They were second worst, but it's not because of uh, them being bad. It's just they don't attempt as many. Maybe they will this year out of the shotgun. Altogether, their offense was 58th in the country. Defensively, scoring defense was third in the nation. Yes. Third in the nation, rush defense was fifth in the nation. Pass defense second in the nation. Uh, total defense number one in America. Look, okay, you can do all your, you can change all the rules you want on offense. All right, you filthy, filthy people. Whoever's okaying this, they deserve terrible things in my opinion. All right, but that defense is still number one. All right, I know you're mad. You got five stars everywhere, and Air Force almost goes undefeated. You can't change the rules on defense. Well, they probably can. Shh, shh, yeah. shh. Um, the Falcons play great ball though. And uh, look, Hazik Daniels, longtime quarterback. He's up there now to me with Bo Morgan, Blaine Morgan, all those legendary air force quarterbacks, Troy Calhoun being one of them. And uh, Brad, Brad Roberts star running back. John, I like to call him John Riggins 2.0. He is gone. Yeah. Daniel's gone. Concern, perhaps I don't know. We'll see. John Lee Eldridge, though, who you just alluded to, and who Rick put me onto a season ago. Uh, 
That guy's a beast. That guy is a really good running back. Uh, and I'm seeing, you know, when I look at the sh- at the offseason reports, four of five offensive linemen back. Is that true though? Is it three of five, Rick? Because of a, a thing you alerted me to uh, via this text message earlier today. Well, um, so first and foremost, as far as the offensive line goes, we are going to have five seniors. Now, as far as um, playing experience, all of those five will have had a start on their resume. Um, we, you know, it looks like we're going to be down our, our right tackle. Um, he is not on the roster right as of right now. Hopefully that will change. But like I said, this is still a senior offensive line with senior backups. There we go. You got to love that. And uh, Brad Roberts is gone, but you know, I know you were talking about Emmanuel Michael, right? Emmanuel Michael. Is Michelle. Guy, Michelle, I'm sorry. Emmanuel Michelle is a guy that uh, we should all be on the lookout for to, to you know, uh, well, I'm curious though. Are we going to see less of the fullback since we're going out of the gun some, you know what, that, that gun thing, I, I don't expect to see it, you know, very often we will see it more than normal, but we're going to, we're going to stick with our recipe of winning football. It's going to be thunder and lightning back there. Thunder will be E-man and the lightning will be John Lee Eldridge. That's what they say about me and Patty C thunder and lightning over here, which is uh, which <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got thunder. Coming <laughs> <in>. <laughs> he, he says he's thunder. I'm lightning, but uh, that is good. Uh, okay. Now talk to me about the quarterback battle because you know, I I've done a bunch of homework on looking at, at uh, you know, projections on who they have as a starter. I I've seen three different names tossed out there. You know, so uh, is it? I you know, if I pick up a magazine, they say Jensen Jones. I saw Zach uh, Larrier uh, a, a year ago, and then they have the passing quarterback on uh, Britain, Ben, ben Britain. Britain. Yeah, uh, who do you think will be starting under center when uh, when Air Force you know first take you know takes their first snap against Robert Morris and of the FCS uh, week one? You know, based on what I've seen, and usually a key indicator at the last spring practice is is that that guy that's probably going to be leading in the fall will take them out. And it was Jensen Jones uh, this year. Uh, Jensen is going to be dynamic. He is uh, more along the lines of the traditional Air Force run first quarterbacks, stout, strong, good, good field of vision and can throw the ball. Yeah, I think that's always concerning when you, you know, a lot of people just think, hey, it's a plug and play thing when you run the triple option. I disagree. I, I I disagree because like you look at what Navy remember they had Keenan Reynolds and he was fantastic and they jumped to Ty Lavatai. No disrespect against Ty, Ty Lavatai, but they haven't been the same team uh, and from an offensive standpoint. Oh, I think it makes a huge. It difference. makes yeah because your decision making obviously with with you know uh, reading the defense and everything and then also being able to to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, so losing Hazik Daniels is a little bit of a concern, but if Jensen Jones can can uh, can step in and play at at somewhat of a Daniels level, um, and you think he's a better runner than Daniels, huh? Well, in certain situations, you know he's he's that short yardage uh, plow forward guy, um, you know, and really we've got a three headed monster in some respects. With you know we we do have Zach Larrier who will probably get a package or two a game, and and Ben Britton has a great arm. You know we we talked about it last year. He was one for one 80 yards. Uh, when Daniels <laughs> got, got out for one play. Hey, I would never play another college game yeah. again. QB I would just say 10,000. <laughs> I'd say, you know what? I'm retired one for one 80 yard touchdown. I told you I was better than Montana and Brady mom. Uh, so um, I'm curious though. Okay. So I want, do you think we'll see more passing? And by the way, Larrier, we actually saw him line up at running back some last year. And well, he's gonna play he, quarterback. Yeah, right? so it makes sense. Zach Larrier is is a, a track guy, right? He's a, I think two or three time two hundred meter champion for the Mountain West Conference. You know, so he's he's at he playing behind Daniels and being at that position, you know, he he's also gonna be a senior. Um we're gonna get him the ball somehow. I, I do have complete confidence in Jensen Jones. I, I really believe He's going to surprise some people, but it won't be me. 
There you go. That's not the type of speed you think of at Air Force and yeah. service academies in general. But yeah. absolute yeah. burners, like conference <laughs> champion, two hundred meter guys, uh-huh. just you know, you know, somewhere in the rotation will fit them in. Air yeah. Force, well, shocking talent. Uh, what about what about Cade Fru? I've heard good things about him. Wide out, uh, you know, and maybe if they are going to be out of the gun a little bit more. I've heard in spring a game uh, in the spring game he flashed. I also, you know, uh, I'm you know you're breaking in some new wideouts, so I'm curious. You know, I know I know it's Air Force. They they were 130th in passing, but not because they weren't good at passing. They just didn't commit to it that often. Yeah. Is there any guys that jump off screen that could be uh, you know difference makers uh, wideout wise? Well, you know, we, we kind of have that that dual position, right? We have a dedicated wideout. We have a Z, which is a little bit of a runner, a little bit of a receiver, you know, the, the staples, uh, this upcoming season will be, um, Dane Kenneman, uh, Cade Harris, but, but, uh, uh, Fru is the real deal. He comes out of uh, high school in Jacksonville bowls who has Mac Jones and a couple other air force guys recently. Um, he's electric when he touches the ball, you know, he's only going to be a sophomore. So that's, you know, typically if you're an electric sophomore, you will see the field. So I do expect to see him. We've got Wyatt Wilson, Brandon Engel at the traditional wideout positions. Uh, we got some younger guys, Trey Roberson. We got Dylan Evans. So I, I think we're going to be okay there, but definitely uh, a good one to watch. Yeah. And, and uh, defensively, you know, I think the whole college football world, anyone that, that follows all 133 teams and especially air force football um, last year, Virginia had hired John Radzinski, the DC of, of air force two years ago when they had a top 10 defense. And some of us were like, I don't know. That's, I mean, he, first off Radzinski went to UVA and actually did a great job defensively. Uh, it was the offense. That was the problem for UVA, but uh, not a problem. He leaves and guess what? You got the number one defense in the nation. Next man up mentality. Now this defense, uh, which I know you were alluding to earlier. Uh, I, I am very interested to see how they do this year, because if there's a strong suit on this team, I think it probably going into this year might be the defense. They get what two or three back on the defensive line led by senior Jaden Thiergood. Thiergood. Okay. Uh, two or three linebackers back. Uh, I know the name can be golf. I feel like he's been in college 30 years uh, because he's been very good for a long time. And then three or four back in the secondary led by strong safety, Trey Taylor, whose Jersey you are currently wearing free uh, safety, actually. Okay. Yeah. Free safety, uh, Trey Taylor. Uh, tell me about this defense. Do you think, I mean, can you duplicate last year's uh, success? Because I don't think you can get better than you first. Get better. Yeah. Uh, t- talk to me about this defense. And is there any guys that I'm missing that maybe jump off screen or, you know, uh, do the, does someone need to step up and fill, fill the void for someone uh, that, that is gone, that is departed. Uh, what, what do you make of this defense heading into 23, man? I'll tell you what, um, shout out to, to Brian Knorr, our defensive coordinator, like you had mentioned, he, he picked up right where coach Rosinski had left off um, this, this upcoming season, you know, we, we look to be as good um, if not better in some areas. And you mentioned the defensive backfield. Um, we we've got our three headed monster on defense. We got Camby Goff, uh, Jaden Goodwin and uh, Trey Taylor, of course. And these guys are ball Hawks They're They have good size. Um, some names that you, you may not be familiar with, but you will be. Uh, Michael Mack, the second at cornerback, big corner. He's going to be back for for most of his third season as a starter. Um, we've got strong linebackers, Jonathan Youngblood, uh, Bo Richter, Alec Mock, stud. A big, then, big, big, big fan of linebackers named Youngblood, Youngblood. by the way. Uh, shout yeah. out to Jack Youngblood, played for the Los Angeles Rams back in the day. Continue, continue <laughs> on. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, and then then one of the you know one of the unsung positions on the defense is, uh, is our nose guard. You know, we got a guy by the name of Peyton Zadroik. I mentioned him last season when he was a sophomore, he was dominant and he is built like a fire hydrant and, uh, he will put some pressure on the quarterback, you know, and the line depth is even better this year. PJ Ramsey will be another starter. We got Caden bloom. We got Caleb Tompkins. We've got, we've got some depth 
on both sides of the ball. And, and I mean the defensive side, yeah, but both sides of the ball. But I, the defensive side of the ball, I'm actually really excited about. And then kicker and punter back. Look, I watched every Air Force game this week to go back into it. I mean, I watched the games last year too, but the the kicking game was pretty good. The punting game was pretty good. Now returning wise, why don't they put John Lee Eldridge back there? I saw they only had 11 return yards in the punt game, but uh, kicker and punter, you got to be happy about, correct? Yeah, I'm very happy. Um, we also have, you know, we have a little bit of a punting battle going on. We've got a young kid, uh, good size, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, special teams looks looks great again. We don't return the ball consistently. That has been one of the things, especially with uh, some of the new rules you were talking about them earlier. It's probably going to be less likely that we have a return game. Killing the sport, they're killing the sport, man. Agreed. Driving me crazy. Uh, I'll say this: this is yeah. a great, great part about bringing on a guest who really knows this program. You don't hear about punting battles <laughs> too that, often. Well, that's why you subscribe <laughs> to the College Football Experience. We go through these punting battles going on. All right, and Rick Bob is bringing it to you, folks. Uh, all right, look, I, I want to touch base on this. I, I mentioned ten and three last year. Um, you go back and look, fifteen points—the difference from an undefeated season—but at the same time. You, you, you did have like three close wins in a way. I mean, I know the San Diego state game was 13 to three. So it was a 10 point win at the end of the day. The army game was close. The, uh, the Navy game was close. Do you worry about those close games without the Daniels and Roberts effect, all that experience back there? Cause it seems like air force plays a ton of close games. Yeah. I, you know, when you throw the service Academy Academy matchups, we talk about that every year. Actually, we, we preview most of the games, me and you, and uh, they're going to be like that. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's just like everything else, a game at a time. Uh, you know, of course it concerns me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, look, before we get to looking at this year's schedule, I want to tell you folks that were brought to you by our NBA finals and Stanley cup final contest. Uh, look, we've got two more free contests for the Stanley cup and NBA finals. And trust me when college football there, you see the nuggets hat on, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. But uh, look, we, we do contests year round. So I know this is kind of like an evergreen episode. We're recording this in early June, but you, you know, you might be listening to this on August 10th. Or August fifteenth, the Nuggets might yeah. be NBA champions, but they then. might already be champs. All right, we don't even. We, we, I'm just going to go ahead and say they'll be champs. But no, I'm joking. Knock uh, on wood. Knock on uh, wood. But but uh, we do contests all the time, and we do them for free. People, we're not trying to steal your money. I'm not one of. The, we're not one of these guys. Oh, call one eight hundred pick Dundee. Subscribe. Send me three hundred dollars a month, and I will give you the winners. No, I'm not. Look, I think I I'm pretty good at at. Uh, calling college football as far as like against the spread and, and win totals and stuff. But I'm also, you know, I, I'm not going to bullshit you. If I was so good, like those guys, apparently I wouldn't need a video trying to, trying to, to get you to, to subscribe An infomercial. Yes. Because I'd be on my yacht in Bora Bora and I would care less about you. All right. So I'm just going to uh, look, we know it's nonsense, but we get, we, we do these free Things. Look, we, you're just, you're the Robin Hood of the uh, you know sports betting uh, world. That's true, and you're the little John. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, no, I have I'm a joking. big beard like little John. Hey, One hey, day, he's he's thunder. He's, That's right. Yeah, he's th- Leah, sorry, you're thunder. You're there thunder. You thunder. All right, there give, you go. give me a break. Here. Uh, look, but we 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 have an SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. We're not trying to take your money. All right. It, we do free contests right now for the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals. We're giving away a hundred dollars, uh, so get on over there, download the SGPN app, and enter today. And that's for each contest we do. The, the NFL contest is even bigger. College football contest even bigger. We're not trying to take your money. Just hop on over there. It's a lot of fun and it's free. And that's what we're all about: fun and keeping it uh, free for the most part, except for when I have to pay rent. All right, <laughs> I get paid to talk to you. I don't get paid. For your subscriptions, because uh, you know, I'm not I'm not one of these hacks. I'm not one of these hacks trying to charge you three hundred dollars. All right, so check out the SGPN app and uh, jump into those contests. Let's go, baby! All right, we are back, and the schedule is here. The win total, Vegas. I guess Vegas is not concerned about these rule changes, Patty C. They say. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this the sweet gra- graphic. Shout out to Cameron Kerr, our graphic guy. Um, eight and a half wins. 
is the over under, which I mean, first off, that's insulting when you're c- considering Troy Calhoun, in my opinion, uh, one of the better coaches in all of college football, uh, who's, who's only, like I mentioned, how many times, what, three or four times I say 10 win seasons of the past decade, uh, well, nine wins a season ago. Yeah. I mean, the including bowls, three, uh, street, three straight, 10 win seasons in uh yeah. non, uh, but, uh, non COVID, COVID season. seasons, but yeah. but look, I mean, the bowl game doesn't count regarding the win total. He still had nine wins last year. That would have cashed the over on this year. Eight and a half is the total. I mean, we're gonna go game by game here in a second. But Rick, what do you when you see eight and a half? What what are you thinking there? You just I, I know you're a Falcon fan. You cover Air Force football. Are you hammering the over there or what? Yeah, I'm planning a trip to Columbia with my uh, winnings. <laughs> there we go. Oh, look, that, that you can get a lot. Let me tell you, the transfer rate. There, you you can you can you can buy. Uh, you might even be able to build your own Falcon Stadium down there. Uh, <laughs> all right, game one, Saturday, September second. Robert Morris, the Colonials, Patty C. Some say that's offensive these days. Colonials. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, 2023 is getting a little wild. Uh, Robert Morris, the Colonials, um, heading to Falcon Stadium, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Look, with all due respect to to the great institution known as Robert Morris, <laughs> they're an FCS team, and at, even at that. Oh, and 11. They were oh and 11 a year ago. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, I'll be honest. I love this as the first game. If, if you're telling me we got to have radical changes to rules, yeah, let's put Robert Morris on the schedule and work them out. That's right. Uh, so no disrespect to, to old Bob Morris over there, but I think uh, air force rolls by a solid 31. I'll lay, I'll lay 31 at least against, at least. against uh, Bob Morris. I'm just making that line right now. Well, hey, um, I, I want to let you know I'm picking Robert Morris. To lose badly. Yes. Okay. There, okay, there we go. Yes, Thanks they're gonna the Colonials, <laughs> uh, and then see. I understand. I was mad at this game at first. This next game because I like seeing. Uh, for the most part, I understand the service academies are a little different than your traditional colleges, right? Service academies are kind. These is this is America's team. You know how they say it with the Dallas Cowboys. That's a bunch of nonsense, mm. right? This is America's team, and. One of America's teams, Commander in Chief yes. Trophy uh, winners. That uh, yeah. for this year, at least, our America's team. B- but if you listen to us in years past, or you know, currently, we we lobby that we like college football games on campus. The only exceptions to me are the service academy battles. So when I see Sam Houston State, who's brand new to the FBS, the recent good good team, by the way. If you don't know, they they won the FCS national championship a couple years ago. Um, I was mad when I saw this wasn't at Sam Houston. Cause I was like, if you're going to be in Houston, Texas, just go to Sam Houston. But then I understand that for them to meet the requirements for them to be an FBS, you have to have a certain amount of seating. So they actually had to play this game to meet their requirements. So I, I'm, I'm letting you off the hook, Sam Houston <laughs> state. And uh, now we have this game at NRG stadium, Saturday, September 9th. I think Air Force is going to win this game, but I am I, like this is a sneaky game because Air Force has a conference game on deck on a short week with Utah State uh, on deck, and Sam Houston State. I don't think people realize how like they're they're a good program. They're a very good program. Uh, Rick, I, I'm we're, I'm taking Air Force. Patty, are you taking Air Force? Yeah, I'm taking Air Force. Okay, but uh, I'm curious. Uh, you know, what, what, what's your take on this game in general? No, you really described it. This this has uh, every indications of a possible trap game. Uh, we had this discussion last year when Northern Iowa came to Falcon Stadium. Um, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I do believe that we have the depth to uh, to come back on a short week and and win. Now, with it being NRG Stadium, though, and Sam Houston State. I'm curious what the crowd will be because Air Force is, like I said, it's like America's team. I watched the UNLV game this week again. Like I said, I watched every Air Force game, and I feel like half of UNLV's crowd because they play at that NFL stadium. What are they doing with that? That they, they, there's, they are they should be playing at Sam Boyd. They're stupid. Yeah. Every time they play at that at UNLV, I'm saying every time they play at that Raider Stadium, they don't have enough fans for that. So you, you lose your home environment by doing that. Now uh, I'm curious. There's a shot. I think this might be like 50-50. Air Force fans, Sam Houston State fans. What, uh, Rick, are you going to this game? A and uh, what do you think the fan turnout will be? Well, first of all, I've been to uh, 142 of the last 144, so that's a hell yes. <laughs> yes, and uh, <laughs> I, I expect I expect more Air Force because we're going to have 
a quarter of the state as recruits down there visiting. That's true. That's, so yeah. I was going to ask that question. Did you guys, I know army goes heavy into Texas. Does air force go heavy into Texas? For, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That, that, that just makes me uh, realize that I haven't played uh patty. See, yeah, I, I'm blaming you. I do feel like you guys get in there. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> play uh, that one again. Uh, yeah. Look, you all American <laughs> son of a bitch. That's right. We are all American here, especially when dealing with the Air Force Falcons. And I got my Air Force Falcon music from Iron Eagle. Gosh, I love Air Force football. Uh, look, Sam Houston State, by the way, twenty-one game winning streak a couple of years ago, including a national championship. Dude, they're good. They're good. Their Do loss not. came at the hands of uh, national champion runner-up. Uh, Montana State last year a little step back though five and four that included a, a game against Texas A&M though but and they actually played A&M decently well in the first half A&M opened it up in the second half uh, that's they're a better team than people realize uh, then the very next week we got Friday night primetime game uh, uh, did we get Rick uh, we're assuming Rick uh, he is, took Air Force oh, he took he's Air got Force. Air Force one in the national championship okay, right um, <laughs> but uh, not quite <laughs> no, we're more worried about your your, your, your spread since yeah. every game's a win how much <laughs> is the question <laughs> Uh, you got to beat Sam Houston. Obviously I think it's going to be a, a 50 50 split I think or something crowd wise but then the very next week on a short week, nationally televised though. And I, I love air force getting on some nationally televised football games. Uh, Utah state comes to Falcon stadium. Now these games have been wild. These pr- particular games over the past couple of years have been wild last year. Utah state kind of had a down year. They had a lot of injuries, but they still were one of the teams that found a way to beat air force in a, in a crazy game where the, uh, I feel like the swings were back and forth. I just watched it the other day. Um, and then the year prior it was the opposite, right? I think the year prior, uh, wait, no, no, the year prior, Air Force should have won that game. I remember that because I had a wager on Air Force and and Utah State battles back from down 14 late in the uh, second half and wins 49-45 in a wild one. These games have been absolutely wild, but in a way, Utah State, especially under uh, Blake Anderson, have kind of been the kryptonite for uh, for Air Force. What what do you make of this one, man? And uh, and you know, is this the year? Yeah, I, I, it has to be. I really believe. Uh, you know, with the two games you described, I, I think uh, you know a couple different factors. Uh, they've got a player on their squad, Utah State, by the name of Micah Davis. Micah was number zero for Air Force uh, and and left the school. We rarely have guys leave. He'll be uh, a part of their offense there. Um, you know, the, the short week concerns me, but, but uh, I feel like it's our time. Turned his back on America. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. You know, and a guy and a guy, uh, you know, that we talked about at the beginning, um, Emmanuel, Michelle, he had two runs of, uh, of 40 and fifth, one of 40 plus one of 50 plus against Utah state when they were in Falcon stadium the last time. There we go. We need that going. We need that going. So this is the year, Patty C. I'm curious. I mean, this is one of the games you have to circle on the cal- calendar, obviously because of the revenge factor, but also because it's one of the biggest hurdles they're going to face. Fortunately, they get it at home, which you would think a border battle is going to be a little closer, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the drive. But it's a nine-hour drive according to uh, Google Maps right now. So those Western states don't joke around. So huge. <laughs> uh, so maybe uh, maybe the road trip is a big advantage. They're both in the Rocky Mountains, though, so you're not going to have. That advantage, I guess that's pretty much the case for most of the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, especially. Uh, yeah, altitude won't be a factor. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, like, um, Logan is is up there in the mountains too. Uh, yeah, this is one. Uh, I'm not going to give my answer yet on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. Oh, man. But you win, you're winning this one, right? Yes. <laughs> He's going to say 12 and 0, dude. Um, look, uh, I actually not. Okay. Okay. Then the very next week, nationally televised short week. Well, not, not a short week because you played on Friday the week before, but still dude, they're in prime time five weeks in a row. They should be on prime, prime time. time football, yeah. air force Falcons, that real prime time in Colorado. All right. 
The real prime, prime time. That's right. That's right. Um, That's what you did. Uh, they head to uh, what do they call the stadium now? CEFCU Stadium. What is going on? All right. I call it Spartan Stadium. All right. Uh, when they head to San Jose, California, to take on Brent Brennan, who I think is a very underrated coach. I think this is a sneaky game too. The, getting. I actually think this is the hardest stretch of the season. Is this three-game stretch of Utah State at San Jose State, and then the very next game, which is home to San Diego State, but. Um, how, how how have you guys been in San Jose? Is that is that been? I know it's they were renovating their stadium. I know you guys are renovating your stadium, but San Jose State was renovating the, their stadium, so I know the the crowd turnouts recently weren't amazing because they were doing renovations. But has it been a tough place for you guys to catch a dub, or is this uh you know it's a, it's a coin flip? You know we uh, we lost COVID year. We had some some big games, you know, in I think seventeen and eighteen where we put up some points. Uh, you know, this is one of those those games that there's going to be those games like Wyoming last year. I could see this being a possible loss. I, I feel like they bring back a lot of guys too. Chevin Cordiero, the quarterback, and um, so this is this is to me when I went, when I blindly looked at the schedule, I thought this was the second hardest game on the schedule. But then you think about Utah. I, then you remind yourself of Utah State the past two years, and you're like, "Yeah, well, maybe it's not the second hardest game. Maybe Utah State's the second hardest game." Uh, Patty C, what do you think about this one? It's tough, um, but I will say that it's likely that in that two game stretch they they catch an L because it's early enough in the season they're maybe still working out the kinks, and you play enough close games against good teams, you come out on the losing end of them sometimes. So yeah, I do think there's a lot of wins on this schedule, but I think you probably have an L. If I had to guess in that two game stretch. Okay. Okay. I would so agree you, with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um now you come back to Colorado, uh to, to Colorado Springs, beautiful Colorado Springs, to uh take on San Diego State, which is very interesting to me because you know, Air Force had had San Diego State's number uh until last year, right? That was the sorry. other way around. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said I, I miss said that. San Diego State had had Air Force's number under Rocky Long. And I feel like with them getting a little softer, Patty C. Uh so Air Force won their first game against San Diego State since uh two thousand nine last year. In a thirteen to three battle, like I said, they had had their number, but like Were we they said, playing we, every year. Yeah, we t- we talk about Most Bra- every year, yeah. almost every year. Wow, we, we talk about Brady Hoke, and remember he, he wanted to change this philosophy from being this tough physical yeah. run team to kind of an open. Well, with that comes, uh, you know, you play a hard nosed football team like Air Force. You're gonna lose. Uh, so I got Air Force winning this one in Colorado Springs. Uh, another thing is, I've been to San Diego, California. The weather's phenomenal, and you tell me you got to jump back. At least, if you're a San Diego State fan, actually, you're probably happy that it's September 30th. What's that? You probably don't get that cold by September 30th in Colorado Springs, do you, Rick? No, you know we've played them in September uh, three or four times since since I've been going down there, and uh, we've had rain probably three out of four. Okay, perfect. Air Force wins. I got this one. Uh, This series, by the way, twenty to eighteen all time in San Diego State's favor. I know you guys want to close that gap and take twenty to nineteen after this year, and you can take that to the bank. Are you? What are you thinking here, Rick? Win, win, win. There we go. So that's great because you go into the buy on October seventh, sitting there at you know four and one. If Patty C is correct. then you come out of it and you know, Craig bowl underrated coach. I'm, I'm a big fan Ooh, of Craig bowl air force leads 20 to 18. Okay. Oh, you guys already you go. got them. Yeah. So 20, 21, 18, 21, 18. Uh, so now you welcome Wyoming who I think, uh, you know, I went back, I was watching that game this past week. Personally, I thought air force should have won that game. Um, but Wyoming and Craig bowl gets the best out of his team. Like he, he really is an underrated coach. Um, so, but you get Wyoming coming into Colorado Springs and that's a big advantage, I think, because going to Laramie for some reason, even though I know Colorado or I know uh, air force is, is at elevation. I still feel like Laramie is just a hornet's nest to go. It's a tough place to go in and grab a win. Um, this is an all time series, by the way, that uh, air force leads nine to eight Patty. See how have they not played more? What's going on here? Um, but uh, Wyoming Air Force 17 14 game a year ago. Wyoming won 
the last time, uh, actually the uh, last two times they went to Colorado Springs, they took an L. So I'm taking air force, but I know this is going to be a close game. This is where I worry about like no Daniels, no Roberts one play. Uh, it could be a handoff, something all of a sudden Wyoming could win that game. Cause I, I, I think this is like a 17, 13, oh, yeah. you know, 14, 10 type of game. Slugfest. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Wyoming Rick? Well guys, you know, I, I actually, uh, I have Wyoming winning uh, the square dance competition directly following the game. Uh, <laughs> I see our Falcons uh, pounding them in the ground and getting some revenge for last year with the depleted roster in Laramie. There we go. Oh, yeah. that, that's how he's keeping the uh, the fans on their toes because we, yeah. we all know every game's a yeah. win. But he he starts <laughs> us off thinking it's a loss. They're gonna they're gonna win the square dance contest. And and look, Craig Bowl gets his team raided by the portal like yeah. every year. It, it it and I love like I even read like a comment from him it was like yeah you don't want to be here go <laughs> old school guy yeah, old school it. guy but uh, and look he was he, this is a guy that played for uh, Tom Osborne at Nebraska so he knows about the he knows about the old option offense so uh, I think it's gonna be a close game give me Air Force to, to get it done Patty see what are you doing here well again I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, break the rules here I don't know if this would be considered hedging but it's predicting. Uh, I think in that two game stretch, San Diego state and Wyoming, there's a loss, you know, I think they might go. I think that that's the toughest stretch of their se- season, obviously four kind of 50, 50 games. And I think, you know, if, if the math holds up, you go two and two there, Rick, should I, I respect, should I, should, I respect that Rick, I can kick him off the show. If you want, we can finish no. this episode. Right? <laughs> no, um, no, I, I can't take his, his spot for another year. So let's keep him on. <laughs> uh, let me say this. Colorado or um, uh, Air Force are coming off the buy before the game in Colorado Springs. Uh, Wyoming not coming off the buy. Got to got to maybe maybe that makes that a three and one stretch instead of a two and two That's stretch. What I'm saying, so. buddy. And then comes the Commander in Chief uh, game where they head to Navy. Now Navy is kind of a mystery team too because you have you have the. Uh, uh, the same situation going on with the, with the rule changes, but you also have Brian Newberry, who was previously the defensive coordinator for Ken Niamatololo. I thought they did Ken Niamatololo very dirty. I, I, I really had a problem with that. They fired him right after Navy lost at the one yard line to army on a fumble and they fired him in the locker room. A guy that was, I thought was a fantastic coach. Yeah. I thought they did him really dirty, but unbecoming. Yeah. yeah. So court marshal, the fucking yeah, uh, president yeah, exactly. of the, the Navy exactly. football program. He needs to be. Come <laughs> on, I, I don't know. What, take him to Guantanamo Bay. That's right. All right. Uh, but look, uh, this game. I, I'm the biggest Air Force fan in this game because of of what they did to my guy Kenny Montalolo. But with, to be an honest podcast, Patty C, which we try to be. Brian Newberry is the new head coach, and you know he brought in uh, he brought in Grant Chestnut to be the offensive coordinator. He comes in from Kennesaw State, who also has been running the option for in the FCS, and they're about to jump to the FBS next year. Um, I'm intrigued to see uh, this is a different chapter in the rivalry now because you're going to see a completely different. I mean. It's going to be different, but it's going to be the same. If that makes sense. What brand of option did he run at Kennesaw? Was it was it the Jamie Chadwell uh, style of uh, option? I I think it had wrinkles. Pistol here. Yeah. yeah. Not everything under center completely. Um. Uh. Okay. Well. Uh. Then we have after that. Uh. The. Uh. So. So that Navy game. Obviously, it's always a field goal game. What. What. What'd you make of this one, Rick? Close game. You know. You called both of the. Uh, games last year, as far as the under and even the spread, I'm going to stick with that theme. Close game air force win. Um, okay. Patty C hundred percent. Yeah. This is, this is one seventeen Long fourteen trip to again. Manab- yeah. uh, Annapolis and a, a, a noon kick Eastern time might be an early start for air force. That's proven to be a problem for some teams from the West, but I think they'll, they'll handle it. Okay. Then after that, um, we go to the in-state battle against the Colorado state Rams who are a mystery team. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you, I mean, what do we even make a Colorado state with Jay Norvell? This is a, a critical year for it. Well, I shouldn't say critical It's year two. I feel like three would be critical. Um, they're running the air raid. They got Matt mummy, how mummy's son. Uh, 
as the OC contrast and styles here. I always like the option team in, in these battles. We've seen it. You know how many times we see yeah. uh, Texas schools running the air raid. Get, yeah, <laughs> just get destroyed by Army or something. Uh, what What are you doing here, Rick? Well, you know this game means a lot to me personally. Uh, you know we mentioned John Lee Eldridge. He's he's one of my close friends. His first touch uh, in D one was against CSU a couple years ago, and it was a touchdown. I think he has a huge game. I think uh, CSU is probably a year away from being overly competitive. So I've got air force surprise. Patty C. Um, I'm, I'm worried about this game because you know, Colorado state came in a ton of transfers. Uh, you know, we thought, Hey, maybe they're, they're bringing these guys in. It'll be a smooth transition. That's never the case when you're completely putting in a new system, they got routed against, you know, some, even an FCS game, they lost by 31 at the beginning of last year, but by the end of last year, they end with the win. They only lost to air force on the road by 12 toward the end of last year. So a, a full off season to prepare and you get them at home. I think you got to be careful about this game. I'm still giving it to air force, but I think it's going to be a good one. I'm giving it to air force too. And then you got the game that you were alluding to at the beginning of the episode, mile high stadium or whatever they call it now. Uh, they're taking power. A, yeah. They're taking yeah. on the army black Knights. This is obviously a huge, huge game. And uh, Jeff Munkin does a great job uh, at army. Patty C, what do you make of, uh, of this matchup? This should uh, be on Thanksgiving or veterans day, by the way, yeah. I've lobbied this for forever that play this on veterans day every year or play this on Thanksgiving. It's amazing. Uh, obviously you have two of the best uniforms and two of the best, like, you know, representations of our military possible air force with the lightning bolts army with the black Knights. It's a beautiful football game in mile high stadium and power, whatever you want to call it. It's mile high on our heart still. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you got to be careful, but uh, I feel like with uh, army, you know, tinkering around with the shotgun, I can't put my faith in that. So we're going air force, especially here. altitude advantage. That, that's my, that's my handicap here. Rick, I'll, I feel like those dudes in the army are probably in good shape too. Oh, I'm sure they're in good shape, but still. Yeah. No, it altitude. hurts. Yeah. It hurts going up yeah. there. You're like bleeding from your lungs as you work out. Rick, <laughs> Rick, what are you doing here in uh, empower field? I'm sticking with the uh, military Academy game theme that we have established on this program. And we're going to go uh, close and win. Beautiful. And then you head to Hawaii. Timmy Chang, uh, former June Jones quarterback, new new head coach there. I was impressed with his development as the season went along. I still think they're they're far away from being where they where they were a while ago under Jones or Rolovich. Um, so I got Air Force kind of kind of beating the hell out of him on the island. Uh, Patty, see what are you doing here? Oh, the chin complex as a difficult place. Br bring to your membership. <laughs> <Try> <laughs> uh, 50 uh, Olympic size swimming pool. Uh, no, they're going to slap uh, Hawaii around. Yeah. I think uh, as much as I love Hawaii in that program, Rick, you, I have concerns about the stadium, not really the opponent. You know, they're, <laughs> they're going through some stuff there. Uh, you know, I'm going to actually take a whole week to to uh, do a little bit of uh, pre gaming there. So I'm very excited about oh, that no. matchup. Well, poor you, and, uh, poor you, <laughs> you got the win. <laughs> and you know what? You're, you're, you're doing your part to keep them afloat. I'm surprised though, that you guys aren't taking advantage of the 13th home game that I believe is, or the 13th game that you're awarded for going to Hawaii. I don't know. I if wonder that rule... if that's a conference thing though. Oh it's, yeah. That's yeah. yeah maybe that's a yeah. non-conference. Um, I think that's when it's in the non-con, but gotcha. uh uh, then you got the UNLV running rebels, brand new head coach, Barry Odom. He's coming into Colorado Springs. I kind of don't know what to expect from them. Um, but they had Bobby Petrino as their offensive coordinator for like a week, <laughs> but uh, I got, this as a dub. I don't think UNLV's there yet. Patty. Well, if some of that Petrino mojo rubbed off on him, maybe that offense goes a little bit, but I, I doubt that's the case. I think they, they roll them in that. Well, and they get them at home. Oh yeah. That's easy money. Yeah. Easy money. Rick, uh, yes. yeah, yes. yeah, that one we don't have to talk too much about. But then you have the game. To me, the hardest game on the schedule. Boise went with the youth movement a year ago. Started tailing Green and and uh, Gene T. They're 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 running back both freshmen that were really good. And uh, they overhauled the air raid. They went back to their old philosophies. Andy Avalos uh, did that in the right time because the seat was getting hot. But this is a game where Troy Calhoun has had success against Boise before. But 
Boise has had their number lately. Boise's won what? I feel like five of six. There was a stretch where Calhoun had won three straight. It's on the Smurf turf. I got to take Boise, man. Patty. Yeah, got to lean Boise here. I, I, I Rick. Um, I, well, this is where we find out who you really are yeah, here. Give us the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one we're all interested in. What are you well, doing here? So, so here's what I got. I, I've got a split. And what I mean is I really believe that there's a good chance we will lose that last game at Boise state. I believe that we'll be the second best team in this new conference format and we will return a week later and we will beat them. Remember no divisions in the mountain West this year. So yeah, uh, it, it no longer matters. You know, before you would get sometimes the sympathy play, we see it in the ACC all the time with the coastal where, you know, the team that's not really the second best team in the league would end up in the championship game. Not anymore. Mountain West doesn't have a division. So the top two teams are playing. Perhaps it's like that. And I like rips or Rick's optimism here. Well, I lose one game in Smurf turf the next week on the Smurf turf. They're, they're getting that dub. It might not even be on the Smurf turf because Boise has to go to San Diego state in conference to Fresno in conference to Utah state in conference. So if they take two, then it's in Colorado Springs. Then it's still in, and then you I go like back it. home and you can, I like dub. it folks. Uh, uh, hey, I'm, I'm hugging you through the video. You <laughs> feel me? <laughs> oh yeah. Let's go. And I'm on the over Patty. C. am on the over Rick's on the over. All right. Before we bounce. Oh, hold on a second. Hold, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the last three years you've got me on the under and now you're switching. I'm worried. I'm really worried. <laughs> I did take the under. I did take the under. Oh, on man. It was uh, like they said it at like nine last year. I was like, I don't know. I mean, if they play too many close games, I want the under. No, now I'm buying into Cal. Are we jinxing them? Are we yeah, jinxing them? Are they going to lay a, a clunker tricky. here? That is a little tricky. Uh, give uh, me the over, though. I want. I want to ask a couple questions here. Uh, you know, are they? Uh, well, should, should I know the Mountain West is going through some stuff right now? Uh, are we looking at potentially say Washington, Oregon leave? Who knows what happens with Stanford and Cal at that point? Um, but the Mountain West stands to maybe gain some Pac-12, um, maybe even a merger there. How do you guys think you'd match up with the likes of an Oregon State or a Washington State, and would you welcome them into the conference? Oh, we would welcome them. We would, you know, whatever the case may be, them or us, either either destination. Um. You know, it, it would be difficult in the beginning, but this team adapts. You know, these are the people that are going to be protecting the country. So, yeah, I think it would be great. I would love to see that. That would be fun. That would be pretty cool. It would be pre- actually, but I mean, I, Wazoo was so cool to me too. I also don't want to see them go down because I know. Well, maybe they, yeah, as yeah. a as a as a collective, a merger, elevate that conference into a, a elite status. True. True. Yeah, the true. Pacific Mountain West. Pacific Great. Mountain West. Let's go. go. Let's go, baby. Uh, Rick, uh, we appreciate you joining us on the show, man. So, uh, uh, anything uh, you want to plug, folks? Go, go follow his his Twitter page. Uh, there's so many of them. I have mentioned. I mentioned a couple of them right there at History Falcon. You can follow Rick personally on Twitter at Falcon Eight Fan, and uh, another account at S uh, S N underscore Air Force. There's a lot of them. Rick, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, as far as the pages go, myself and Alex Insko run the history page. We have a lot of guests. We had Brad Roberts on last year, the nation's leading rusher. Um, and we're going to have many more this year. Uh, the, the, the Air Force Falcon fans site is doing well. All of them, you know, are, are pro Air Force, of course, and a lot of good information. This upcoming season, I, I'm most excited about, you know, I, I think – Offensively, you can sum it up in three words, John Lee Eldridge. And on defense, you know, we, we're going to be solid around, led by Trey Taylor, Camby Goff. We talked about it before, and, and uh, it's going to be a fun year. And I'll be watching all of our conference previews done by you guys, and then I'll kind of put some stuff together to give to, to my guys to let them know what to look for game to game. We appreciate that brother. And you're welcome here anytime. So uh, have a wonderful day, man. And uh, look, uh, please come back next year. Go nuggets. Go Falcons. There we go. Go Falcons. Rick bomb. Everybody give him a follow on Twitter and uh, take care, Rick. We appreciate you.
Thanks, guys. Take care. Anytime, Thanks, brother. brother. Anytime. All right, Rick Baum, always doing great work with Air Force football. And uh, Patty C, you know, here we are talking Air Force football. And, you know, are you buying all in? I mean, look, you're being nice to him, or is this real? No, I mean, I yeah. think you look at that schedule and you say, well, they they might go eleven and one. No know? power fives on the schedule. I'm a little concerned about the rule changes. That's the only thing I'm very weary let about. Me, let me ask you this: coming yeah. off three straight ten win, including the bowl seasons, uh, you know, and and they start off this season. Let's say they just catch fire and go eleven and zero, right? Because mm-hmm. the only real game that should be really challenging is the Boise game. There there are challenging games, but not games that. Maybe the, and they might be favored in all eleven of those, especially because they get their hardest ones at home up until that point. If they're eleven and zero, where are they ranked? They hate on the service. Nineteen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they'll be like twenty fourth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, I'm gonna be rooting for them. And look, we got our guy. With this episode's not done, folks. This is a new a new thing. Uh, Falcon Stadium, Patty C. This is a stadium that's been there for a long time. Uh, I'm going to bring on College Football Campus Tour, aka Michael Barker, to talk about that. I separately recorded this, so uh, here we go. We're going to play this right now, and then I want your take on the stadium and everything. All so. right, here we are on the College Football Experience, and I am lucky enough to be joined by uh, College Football Campus Tour, which you should be following on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Uh, his name is Michael Barker. He's a hero of mine. And look, uh, he's been to every college football stadium in the land. So air force, the the Falcon stadium, they call it correct. Talk to me about your air force experience, Michael. And thanks for doing the show. Yeah, no problem. And I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I've been to one game at uh, Falcon stadium. It was back in 2017, absolute torrential downpour, uh, played right into the hands of Falcon football. And they, uh, ran the ball down the throat of San Diego state one. And it was so bad. Everybody hid under the bleachers trying to avoid the rain, but they did except for the, the students and the cadets. Uh, they stayed out in the field. But other than that, everybody hid, but stayed long enough to watch the Falcons get a victory. And, and look that what first off, I feel like if you're going to go see Colorado football in general, the state of Colorado, you got to have some elements. I've, I've never been, I've been to Boulder. I've never been to Colorado Springs. Uh, to, I mean, I've been to Colorado Springs, just not Falcon stadium. Uh, wh- I, did, h- how was that? Was it a beautiful sight? You have mountains in the backdrop. Uh, talk to me about that stadium. So what's really cool about uh, air force you know, Falcon stadium is, it's a very isolated location. It's at the base of the rampart range of the Rockies. The elevation is 6,621 feet. Uh, It's different than your typical stadium. You have to go through a government checkpoint, show your ID, be able to get there. And even when you drive through the huge campus of air force, you ended up, end up in a parking lot that is away from everything else. And uh, the elevation and the isolation, it's intimidating for fans. So you may have an idea of what Colorado Springs, the city is like in general, but you are out in an absolute island when you get to Falcon Stadium. Absolutely awesome. You caught a game in the rain over under on how many cups of hot chocolate you had. I'm setting it at two and a half over or under Michael. Uh, one per quarter, so take the over, which is four, and uh, it was very much appreciated around there. If you can deliver to your friends, uh, it was needed, and that game was, like I said, it was a deciding one in the Mountain West standings. Oh man, I got to get out there. I have friends. Shout out to my guy Rick Baum, uh, who, who has he's invited me. I haven't gone yet. I got to take him up on it. Uh, so Falcon stadium been around since what night, the 1960s, correct? Yeah. 1962, uh, 46,000 capacity. And what's interesting is right now they're going through a, a $90 million modernization project where, uh, right now they tore down part of the roadside bleachers and it's going to be a construction zone for the entire 2023 season. So I haven't been since 2017. I really want to go back. They're playing a couple Friday games, which I love. You and me, we might want to wait till 2024 if we want to see the whole project done. But if we don't mind construction, you want to see Falcon football, then you should try to get out there this fall. 
There we go. Support our troops. Get out to a game. And yeah, I'll probably wait the 24. I know Oregon State did that last year as well. But folks, if you're in the Colorado area, you got to get out and support Air Force Falcon football. Appreciate you uh, uh, joining us, Michael. Everyone should give him a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. I, I highly recommend this. This is how I became friends with this man is he was posting. He goes to like six games. I feel like a week and he, each night he's posting an awesome photo from a state, uh, you know, sometimes an awesome photo, sometimes just a, a crazy seat in the stadium. I highly recommend it. And uh, Michael, uh, you know, please uh, f- feel free to tell the audience, uh, you know, exact exactly what you do. Yeah, you summed it up pretty well, but I've been traveling to games since 2017. I've uh, been to a game at all 133 FBS stadiums, 61 of 128 FCS. The goal is to do all 261 D1 schools in a 10-year period. Uh, fortunate to be able to start mixing in some repeats. And uh, the goal is every weekday game, go to one. And if possible, a noon game on Saturday and a 7 p.m. game on Saturday. So Best time of the year is match in November. They'll play five games uh, Tuesday through Saturday. They do it three weeks in a row. If you hit two games per Saturday, that's six per week, six times three is 18 games and 19 calendar days. You can't do anything better than that. So uh, I enjoy it. I like to share photos, uh, obstructed view seats that you want to avoid at a stadium. And, uh, you know, I want to meet with fans, have a beer, have you show me your stadium and uh, showcase it on Twitter. There we go. I, I am definitely voting for Michael Barker to be next president of the United States. Appreciate you and Thank take you. care, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you, Colby. Oh, well, there we go. Air Force Falcon football Falcon Stadium, Patty C. How about you want to get there? Huh? I, I want to get there. I'm looking at this modernization thing they're doing right now. Right now on the upper deck of like I guess where the uh the press box is, it's it's a three-level stadium there, and they got Air Force written on the top. Looks pretty cool, but man. Have you seen the picture of what they're planning to do with the bleachers? I got to show you that. Oh man, that's perfect. I got the that's two per- lightning bolts perfect. striking down onto the stadium. That's absolutely perfect. We got to get out there for a game. Shout out to Rick, but Patty, see how, how well do you feel about the over here? Do you feel like this is lock potential? It's it's French. It's French. I, I it's so tough because Hazik Daniels, a three-year starter. I, I think people maybe sleep. Like you said on the importance of the quarterback and you see Navy going from like a, a 10 or 12, or 11 win team down to like a three or four win team the next year when their quarterback goes away. It was like what Keenan Reynolds. Yeah. Keenan Reynolds. And yeah. so that's a dude. That's an elite quarterback uh, running that system. And then you don't have that and you don't have those little edges that make the whole thing work. And so we're going to see what they do. I, I would say away from it just because the quarterback play, but the schedule itself, I think, I think I'm leaning over. Yeah, I'm leaning over too. And look, we do our lock episode of the win totals in August. Perhaps the Air Force Falcons will be there once again. Thanks again uh, to to Rick Baum for hopping on the show, and obviously Michael Barker as well. Give him a, f- a follow at College Campus Tour, uh, folks. I'm on the over. He's on the over. Rick Baum's on the over. He's been on the overs ever since they're you know they back since they had Parcells. All right, so. Load up, folks. All right. This is the first of 133 college football team previews. We do a pod solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Subscribe to the college football experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, but also we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend and folks, this is just the beginning. I cannot wait for air force Falcon football. Patty C give him a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D don't forget NC Nick he's not on this episode, but he's part of the college football experience. He's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Give them all a follow. All right. Give them all a follow and get the SGPN app. Uh, it's free to download in the app store and Google play store. And until well, the next pro- we're we're in the zone here. 133 teams. So until the next time we're alive, yeah, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Never take a die.